0: Enduring hardships and tempering to discard secular sentiments. Reciting the Buddha's name while eating nourishes our Dharma body. Endure hardships and tempering to discard secular sentiments. There is a common saying, only those who are able to endure through the hardest of hardships can become people of greatness. This is especially true in the practice of Buddhism. Even the Buddhas regard hardships as their teacher. A person who, out of fear of hardships, is prone to slacking off and procrastinating will be deprived of a bright future. In order to pave a bright and prospective path, one must do so amidst hardships. Therefore, all of you who have come to participate in this seven-day Buddha recitation retreat must not fear hardships. You must especially remain conscious of the fact that your coming here is the most substantial use of your time. Reflect on your life at home. Do you not waste precious time? At home you are subject to hardships as well, but what are you able to gain from them? Of course it is natural for us to pursue secularities in the secular world, aspiring towards achievements in knowledge, morality, and career. However, how are such achievements regarded in the Buddhist point of view? They neither liberate us from cyclic reincarnations in the six paths nor transcend us beyond the three worlds of existence. The three worlds are a realm of smothering flames, of sufferings as vast and deep as the ocean. Those who have Buddhist knowledge are aware of this. Hereon after we must put this awareness into action by endeavoring to relinquish our secular sentiments in exchange for correct conceptions and transform our former unhealthy habits. We must earnestly follow the holy path to realize achievements in our cultivation. Although we have encountered the Buddha's teachings, we are still not able to initiate the appropriate cultivation state without separating from our secular sentiments and habitual patterns. How useful would our intake of Buddhist knowledge be then? All worldly endeavors are accomplished through persistent efforts amidst hardships. How can you achieve career goals without inputting a fair dosage of learning, hard work and practice? Nothing in this world simply falls into your lap, especially spoken from the Buddhist sense, where all phenomena operate according to the law of dependent origination and the law of cause and effect. If you seek positive rewards, you must cultivate good causes. With the establishment of good causes, you earn positive rewards. So long as you put in the effort where causations are created, you will definitely obtain due rewards. Reciting the Buddha's name while eating nourishes our Dharma body. We find little spare time in our hectic lives, yet we spend much time on eating and sleeping. We could say that we are kept busy for the purpose of fulfilling our stomachs, without which we would be saved from a great deal of trouble. But, is it possible to give up eating? We must eat. How else can our human bodies maintain existence? At infancy we drink milk, then we gradually learn to eat. Our bodies can only grow under the substance of food, and only under good health can we sustain energy for learning. There are, however, times of complete abstinence. When would that be? At times of illness. Only then does one not wish to eat. What would you be able to do without the consumption of food? Essentially nothing. Eating is a necessity for the sustenance of our mortal bodies. You have all come to participate in this seven-day retreat. Why have you come to recite the Buddha's name? The reason in plainness is very much the same as that behind eating. We eat to sustain our mortal bodies, whereas reciting the Buddha's name is to revive and nourish our spiritual bodies, the Dharma body. From beginningless time we have been enveloped in ignorance, leading a path astray from realization and thus created this existence as a troubled human being. We have forgotten our one true form of body, and instead have mistaken the false for the real. Yet, in this false body we do not find peace or contentment, only sufferings through and through. If we do not wish to endure the suffering of this world, we must release our attachments to this world and focus instead on the recitation of the Buddha's name, through which we nourish our Dharma body until the perfection of merits following the release of attachments to this world we relinquish attachments to our mortal bodies of course preceding the successful completion of our cultivation i.e achieving the way we still need to attend to the basic necessities of clothing provisions and shelter why so for the purpose of cultivation all of you practice buddhism and are buddhist disciples Therefore, you should place the same sense of importance on reciting the Buddha's name as you place on eating, especially when you participate in the recitation retreats. As a popular Chinese saying goes, the man is iron, the food is steel. Three days without eating leads one to anxiety. Actually, it does not even take three days. Skipping one meal is already enough to make you nervous. Skipping two consecutive meals can make you dizzy from hunger, therefore the consumption of food is a necessity. This is analogous to reciting the Buddha's name, without which your dharma body becomes depleted of nutrients. From this day forward you must recite the Buddha's name whenever you participate in the recitation retreats and when you return home. You should regard the recitation as eating, you must eat every day. Hence you must recite the Buddha's name, day in and day out. Your body falters if you skip a meal. Likewise your Dharma body suffers from malnutrition if you forget to recite the Buddha's name. Your karmic hindrances cannot be eliminated and your blessings and wisdom will not be enhanced. You must all remember that the name of the Buddha and the name of the Guanyin Bodhisattva are sacred names adorned with myriad virtues, just like multivitamins. If your body is undernourished and consequently cannot absorb the nutrients from food, you need to supplement it with vitamins. Buddhism is a teaching of conditioned existence. You must therefore develop appropriate conditions. I ask you in all earnest to not procrastinate and let precious time slip through your fingers. If you do not eat, you will die of hunger. From here on all of you should awaken to wisdom and understand that this body is impermanent. It has undergone countless extinctions since beginningless time, and it is only useful when put to practice of cultivation. Otherwise, what would be the purpose of existence other than to acquire more karmic hindrances? As for our Dharma body, it has been suppressed through an immeasurable course of time, depleted of nourishment. How pitiful. All of you should place greater importance on nourishing your dharma bodies through reciting the Buddha's name than you do on eating. If you have achieved the state of single-mindedness in your practice of Buddha recitation and can subsequently enjoy dhyana as repast without requiring to eat, then your dharma body has hope for revival. Be careful not to indulge greed when eating. It is better if you keep to a vegetarian diet. For those lay disciples who do not, each meal consumed is a vicious act. They consequently establish karmic hindrances day in and day out, harming both themselves and others. You should awaken to this point. Those of you who are not vegetarian should begin to learn and change your unhealthy habits. Exercise Vegetarianism to Foster the Seed of Compassion Practicing Buddhism is learning from the Buddha. Buddha is an enlightened being, enlightened to the nature of the mind. The mind is Buddha, Buddha is the mind. What is the mind of the Buddha? It is a mind of great compassion. Hence a seed for compassion is a seed for Buddhahood. You need to be aware that if you feast on meat and fish, you would be depleting yourself of any speck of compassion. How then would you be able to cease birth and death and attain Buddhahood? How can you cultivate without changing your habitual patterns? Cultivation requires the appropriate mindset, without which one might claim Buddhism to be false when their faith or recitation practice fails to invoke responses. How can Buddhism be false? If you have not fully established appropriate conditions, it is only natural to be devoid of responses. For instance, when you cook rice or boil water at home, you follow specific procedures. Otherwise your rice will not be fully cooked nor will your water boil. There is an obvious relationship between undertaking the correct method and receiving substantial results. Results are ensured so long as the necessary conditions are met. Practicing Buddhism is to follow in the Buddha's path, to relinquish secular sentiments and transform them instead into sagely wisdom. Of course, this is speaking with view to the results. Those of you who are novice Buddhists may not be able to immediately accomplish therein, but you must possess sufficient knowledge and from here on proceed step by step. If you do not succeed at first, find shame in yourself. As long as you retain a certain degree of shame, you will ultimately succeed in transforming your secular sentiments in the future. Without realization or shame, how can you accomplish these goals? How unfortunate and ignorant it would be for one to establish karmic hindrances without awareness of it, and even consider it appropriate. Remember, to practice Buddhism is to awaken, and all awakening arises from wisdom. May all of you realize wisdom. I could stop lecturing at this point, but some of you have misconceptions. You think that vegetarianism does not provide enough nutrients, or that it is inconvenient for lay people. These are all excuses. You speak of such nonsense when you yourself lack the capability to perform accordingly. For people of this day and age to claim vegetarianism lacks nutrition is to be behind the times and is inconsistent with modern revelations. Such claims lack medical knowledge and scientific thinking. Modern research has amply affirmed the benefits of vegetarianism. You would be aware of such facts if you gave it a bit of your attention. So you claim vegetarianism to be inconvenient. Then how do the many others who are vegetarian find it convenient? You should learn from good examples. Yet there are those of you who do not. Rather you rebut truths and facts with senseless and specious arguments. Why do you insist on such nonsense? Is it not to disguise your shortcomings? You will never improve through protecting your ignorance. You will only forever be the one suffering, unable to attain liberation. Sentient beings are pitiful in such ways. However, all of you, in coming to the Lingyan Mountain Temple, are evidently in possession of merits, virtues and good roots. I hope all your merits, virtues, and good roots continue to grow so that they may blossom beautifully and ripen brilliantly in the future. All of you should recite Guanyin Bodhisattva's name consistently, as we need to eliminate karmic hindrances and enhance blessings and wisdom. Make good use of this time. I wish all of you to practice diligently and see results for your efforts. Together. May we be reborn in the Western Pure Land.